You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I have multiple accounts that I have to deal with, so it's very complicated. You will, you yeah. probably wouldn't understand it. I wouldn't understand. Could you explain it to me in detail? You see, there's drawings. this thing called the interwebs. For all the computers of the world. Dino DNA. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, sometimes they're actually really good. Or they're just unappreciated or undiscovered gems of the cinematic universe. You know what? Whatever the case may be, it is our job to watch these movies. And then every week we come back here to this forum to talk about it with each other uh, and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and those viewing on the Periscope app at Next Wave Joe. Hello. Just did it. Just retweeted. There we go. Um, and, uh, and sometimes we have guests and I am so proud to finally yeah. get these guys together on the show because like, we have... <laughs> Of all of the shows on the Next Wave Radio Network, we have the most overlap with these guys. Right. Uh, and so I am thrilled to officially welcome both Jeff and Sam from My Comic Life to the show. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> wow, thank you for the trumpets, man. My fanfare. I appreciate that. A little sure. throwback to, to Space Jam already. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, I wanted to bring you guys in because we're doing a movie that's you know, definitely gets its roots from comics. Right. Uh, something that we figured that you guys would know about, and Jeff was even telling me after the show last week that there's some implications for this character involving the new Secret War storyline. Uh, and the movie we're talking about this week is Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Jeff, give me a rundown on what's going on with Howard in the comics. Well, right now they're on hiatus waiting for, um, for Secret Wars to end. Is they... Is you know after so he's not going to be in it. No, 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 no. Is is what they is you know as everyone knows the end credit scene of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, you know had him in it, and it was such a big deal that Marvel brought him back for a limited. I think it was four or five issue run, and it w- it was a fun run. I, I I read it. Is I hadn't read Howard the Duck before. I've and got the um, the Howard the Duck, uh, whatchamacallit, the omnibus oh, wow. of all the original stories. Wow. So if you would like to borrow that, I'd be happy to let you uh, go through that. I, I, might, I might have to, because uh, if it's written like this new one was, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, because it's just Marv- it's Marvel's way of, of making fun of themselves. Uh-huh. Is, is that, that, that's exactly what I got from this new issue. But so, limited run, and uh, once Secret Wars is done and they relaunch the Marvel Universe... Is they're going to bring him back uh, on an ongoing uh, monthly basis? Oh, so, that's cool. So yeah, so his comic is back, and still rumors of a possible movie. I was going to say, I kind of feel like that cameo at the end of Guardians was setting it up, cameo. testing the waters. Come on, all you people <laughs> around the world, duck up! Uh, did you guys know, like, when you watched Guardians of the Galaxy the first time and waited after the credits, did you know who that character was? I knew who it was. I, that's not who I was expecting to come. Everybody kept. <laughs> Teasing possible Nathan Fillion as Nova. Yeah, yeah. And, That's and, and so I kept on waiting. And I was like, "Come on, bring me Nathan Fillion in a Marvel movie, being a superhero, please, God, please." And then I got <laughs> Seth Green as a duck <laughs> yeah, drinking yeah. a martini. Now I didn't. I, I knew who it was. I didn't realize that was Seth Green. I had to look that up. Yeah. And yeah. like someone told me, I was like, 
wow. Like, okay. Yeah, good vocal choice and yeah. totally ripping off. Like, that could have been my recast right now, but now I can't use it because they beat me to it. Yeah. So, oh well. Yeah. Okay. We'll, well see. Come up so, with someone better. So, we're going back right now to 1986. <laughs> <laughs> and Howard the Duck, George Lucas has bought the rights to produce a Howard the Duck movie mm-hmm. straight off the success of Star Wars and those made-for-TV Ewok movies. <laughs> Joe, it just makes sense. It fits right into that universe. Yeah. Uh, so Natural progression. Yeah, right we, there with the Star Wars Christmas specials. <laughs> yes. Well, he at least had a good, like, ten years to try to learn from that Star Wars Christmas special mistake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. and it opens up. Nothing says sci-fi fantasy epic like opening up on this, like, boring saxophone, right. like, Kenny G oh, opening. <laughs> yeah. But I want to know how much duck boob could they squeeze into the first five minutes of this film. I know. Well, They're like, the MAPPA is not going to give us an R rating if we put feathers on the boobs. So let's go with Playboy uh-huh. and Woman in the Bath. Yes. Just excessive duck boob was like the first thought that went through my mind when I started seeing yeah. this. It's mallard memories. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love the, all the titles of everything. Okay, but really that gets a little old, though. Yes. Because it's yeah. not like in our world, it's not like we have like, right. you know, blooming humans or you know, I we know, don't have exactly. human or sapien at the end of like all of it our was stories. Like, it was like that remake of the Planet of the Apes movie where like, oh, remember the big final shot with Mark Wahlberg? And <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like, and oh, he runs up on the ape of it's Lincoln. It's Lincoln. Yeah. It's like. No, how, in what kind of alternate universe? You guys, the My Comic Life guys probably know this story, mm-hmm. but did you know, like, Kevin Smith in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back mm-hmm. had this whole, like, Planet of the Apes bit, and in the comic, they did the whole Abe Lincoln thing, where they replaced Abe Lincoln's head with an ape head. I remember there being some controversy uh-huh. over that. And so he's sitting there watching the movie, uh-huh. and, like, in Tim Burton's version, suddenly that happens. Uh-huh. And so he calls out Tim Burton, and he's like, yo, man, like, I put that in my comic book. And that's where Tim Burton said, I have never and will never read a comic book. So you don't have to worry about me stealing that. And Kevin Smith jumped on that and he's like, um, you made like two Batman I know. movies. <laughs> Seriously? Like, come on, dude. It's yeah, hard to tell where to come down on that. It, like, it's like when two assholes collide. I was like, I don't know which <laughs> one to root for. It's like when assholes collide. <laughs> this is what like, it this sounds is what like. It's like. <laughs> this is what it's like when assholes collide. Yeah, but I mean, you got stuff like Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah, or his license says expires on Hatch Day '86. <laughs> yeah, yes. come on, I'm that's okay kind of clever. Hatch day. That's I'm clever. Okay with that. But when it got to like Breeders of the Lost Stork, like yeah, that's not even funny or clever. It doesn't uh-uh. really make sense. No, but you know they were desperate to try to throw in some kind of like a, a Lucas, Lucas reference. reference. Hey, yes. everybody, look! Somebody creative was involved with this film. Maybe kind of, sort of. <laughs> so we've got this. whole whole bit where he gets you know he's settling in at home and rumbling and his chair gets pulled up into space how a duck breathes in space i have no idea yes, I had that yes, exact that, same that, question that, that, that was my note i bought like, the whole pink tube bit but then <laughs> once the pink tube ended and he was literally in space he's floating yeah. past saturn yeah i was like what the fuck how <laughs> can he where breathe? you freeze to death and, yeah and you where your head explodes exactly <laughs> so so he gets pulled out um and that's where we get a little bit of a a, a an idea of the bigger universe that Howard comes from. This, like, alternate dimension, this fringe universe where, almost like in Super Mario Brothers, where, yeah. like, the dinosaurs evolved to become the, the dominant species, this is where it happened for the ducks. Uh, and so he goes into space, and suddenly we get this, like, epic narration. Yes. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, there's this talking galactic crystal thing in, in the center that's doing a whole lot of exposition. Uh-huh. And I'm like, who are you? Where are you coming from? Right, it's the cosmos. 
Yeah. The, in all epics, the <laughs> words begin in, you know, in the beginning there was Howard, Howard the, the Duck. And it's almost like they're, they're like, wait, we got this sci-fi, this character that's kind of supposed to be larger than life. We better give the audience some kind of a, a feel for, all right, this is going to be an epic story. This is going to be fantastic. It started off a little boring, but now we've catapulted him through space, and he's Oof. landed in a back alley in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, by the way, mm-hmm. that narrator, mm-hmm. Richard Kiley, spared no expense. No way! Yes, sir. Interesting. Yes, sir. Uh. Uh, so, yeah, he lands in Cleveland. Of all, uh, of all places. <laughs> One of the most hated cities by, by myself, kind anyway. Of, let's set this movie in an exciting, vibrant city in, in America. Yes. Cleveland! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, it was still filmed in parts of California. Say, <laughs> yeah. so. Which looks nothing like fucking Cleveland. I would have actually been fine with this all taking place in Cleveland. I mean, that's Howard the Duck's story. Mm. Had they presented it a little bit more like, you know, like in Scott Pilgrim, where they, you know, they really kind of make fun of the Toronto thing. Sure, yeah. In Toronto, Canada. There's a lot to talk about about Cleveland. Or in Hamlet 2 with Tucson. <laughs> that's right. Where yeah, they that's right. really dig into Tucson. I think it, it really came down to none of the people making this film wanted to shoot in Cleveland. Uh-huh. <laughs> no reason to visit. No re- you ever been to Cleveland show? Yes. Ooh. Uh, I, I went to I went to a Browns game once. Stop me if you have friends and or family there. <laughs> I, do, I do not. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, appropriately the name the Browns, by the way. Just <laughs> everything you think about Why that city. Why are you city. so racist? Oh, I'm not a fan of Ohio, and Cleveland is like everything that's wrong with Ohio, in yeah. my opinion. I hate it. What about Toledo? Except for LeBron. Uh, what about Toledo? Where is Toledo? I hear that's it's very, in Ohio, right? It's very holy, isn't there? Where's Toledo? Toledo's in Ohio. It's in Ohio. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Home of the Mud Hens. Right. It's a minor league baseball. <laughs> okay. I, was like, I was like, is that a character <laughs> in are Howard you, the Duck? Are you pulling like a Bull Durham reference <laughs> yes, here? <laughs> yes. Uh, another movie starring Tim Robbins, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is what, like one of his earlier roles I was reading, and they, they didn't want to give it to him because he hadn't really done any major films yet. Yeah. Um, he, he got he nominated. He was just in Top, Top Gun. Yeah, that's right. He, that's he was right. in Top Gun that's right, right this before was 86. he did this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, he had all of like four lines. In <laughs> I was about to say, it was hey, like, but he was in Top Gun. Uh, yeah, but Maverick, his... is there anything I should know about? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna sit there and just you know yeah. sit there. But all of his lines. That's that's his role. But he had Gun. more lines than uh, what's her name that ended up becoming the huge rom com star. What 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 was it? she was married to Dennis Quaid. Oh my gosh, Meg Ryan! Meg wow. Ryan, she, oh, he had she more was married to Dennis oh, yeah. Quaid. Yeah. yeah, oh, I forgot all about wow. that. Yeah, she wow, was. She Meg. was. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, yeah, Anthony she, Edwards' wife, Goose. Yeah, Goose. At the end. Yes, Dude. also Goose. There you go. I See the duck mallard tie-in. <laughs> it's all foul. Wow, you are trying so hard. <laughs> Drawing lines, making connections. I've never seen Joel try to bring it back to the conversation <laughs> so much. Well, you've already put a time limit That's on this episode. Right, I so have. Trying to keep us on track. I want to go have dinner. We have four recasts. Eating is over. For, by the way, uh, so if we're going to make this movie today. Let's <laughs> get started now. Um, okay, so Howard lands in Cleveland mm-hmm. and shit immediately goes down. He's like, immediately accosted by gangs. Exactly. This goes back to what I was talking about, Joel, when it came to uh, The Lost Boys. Hollywood's idea of punk yes, culture uh-huh. yeah. is never how it really is. No, I've no. never seen a punk band with a keyboard player. I've <laughs> never, <laughs> ever, ever seen that. And I gotta admit, most punk people that that I run into, like Mohawk tattoos, piercings, are genuinely They're actually the, nicest people yeah, that I've nicest ever bumped people. into. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, the buff looking guys who went to UT you have to worry about. <laughs> right? Yes, yes, it's the jocks yeah. and the You don't have to boys. worry about Satan's sluts. <laughs> was that the name of the biker? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Can we can we, can we talk that then he runs into like kind of a butch lesbian biker gang? He about runs into everything. No, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure there are dudes in that biker. Gang. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I all... don't. Thi- I don't. Yeah, I because I saw Satan sluts and then I was like, okay, all female. 
that dude? Nope. <laughs> That's got to be a Just dude. to fill out the extras. Yeah, yeah. Like, like He kind of looks female. Yeah. You look very effeminate. Get on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck it back. You'll be fine. But Red he runs into every, everything that could possibly go wrong for this guy, for this duck, happens in the span of five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which astounded me because I'm looking at the time code about, you know, 30 minutes in this movie thinking I got, you know, maybe an hour, 45 minutes left. Oh, no. This is almost two hours yeah. long. Yeah. Long, yeah. long movie. Yeah. That's it, one of my biggest complaints. It runs too long. Yeah. Yes. You know I, how I'm usually complaining about how, like, oh, it's 30 minutes into this movie and we haven't even gotten to the mall if it's mall rats or, you yeah. know, we haven't even introduced his character. Yeah, we're 12 minutes in. I feel like I know everything I need to know about this story. Exactly. We've already got Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Back to the Future, yeah. and uh, and the duck, and they're already like about to fuck. Fuck. Basically. I po- I posted this on on Twitter earlier <laughs> today. Bestiality that scene. Poor Leah Thompson was the sexual object of both incest and bestiality mm. within two years of each other. What was oh, the incest? The, back, back to, to the, the future. future. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I wasn't drawing the incest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the whole table turns on Joel, <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, okay, Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. Who, because her relationship with Howard moves so fast yeah. that yeah. She, she's like, oh, you're my best friend. Like, this is a, it's a walking, talking duck. Yeah. Right. I feel, and she I feel no romantic buildup between them at all. Not that I would feel romantic buildup between a <laughs> human and a duck to begin with, but still. They just jump right into bed together. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam's like, that chemistry just wasn't there. Too unbelievable. Buy it. Too unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought that too. I thought it was... Sh- we're not out of the what-the-fuck phase. Yeah. Like, you're a well, talking duck from another is, it, planet. Why are you here? This, yes. This is before they even get in bed together. Yeah, she's already like... she takes him to go see Phil, yeah. and he gets pissed, and he's like, Babe, you know what? I'm out of here. You didn't do it. And she's like, Well, okay, ducky, and like walks off, and she's upset. You've known him for four hours. Yeah, if that. Yeah. She's got some attachment or abandonment. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, I want to lay down on the couch and tell us where, where the duck touched you <laughs> that, when you were a kid. <laughs> Did daddy miss one too many dance recitals for you, darling? You're turning into a duck now for for love and guidance? Dad, daddy was a duck hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what happens. That's See, that's right, what happens. Yeah. She's rebelling. That's she's right, doing she's the whole rebelling. punk rock. And you know what? <laughs> daddy never bagged a duck as big as his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes, and also like she's she's going through his wallet. And she's pulling out his cards and everything. That's where we see the license World's plate. Yeah. Smallest condom yes. ever. And, and she's like, "Oh, Howie." And also like, who? And, and this is a children's movie. Yeah, yeah. Ready? This, this is rated PG. Yeah, it's it amazing what you can get away with in the eighties. Uh-huh. Lee Thompson well, in thong and almost like cut off shirt. Uh, there. Awesome. Pretty. You're right. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But like Leah Thompson's always looked good. She's adorable in this film, though. She's this might always be the, the peak we, for me. Was it, no this one is else? probably the best. I think this is probably the best she's looked. Did no one else think Other it was... Other than Caroline in the city. That it was weird <laughs> that Howard, in the, the condom in his wallet, was unwrapped. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, put it back. No, yeah. Because... He used it and reused. Because in the 80s, they didn't always, like, individually wrap condoms. Yeah. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, like, they didn't... The ones that didn't have, like, the lube and stuff or whatever, mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm. regular... They just came in, like... You know, you Blech. opened up, you opened up like a little, <laughs> <laughs> you opened up a, bo- a box and it had a little bag and you just kind of yeah. opened the bag and you just you, yeah. there were there they were. That yeah. is entirely we missed out on so much. <laughs> they were also like made of sheepskin too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't suppose they're doing yeah, that right. on Howard the Duck's plant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Duck skin. <laughs> Ew. The br- the Brillo condoms were the worst. Oh. <laughs> When they start molting. Oh. <laughs> Especially if you put it on backwards. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, all right. So uh, so, so this, this film, uh, we have, we have uh, Leah Thompson, and she brings Howard to her buddy Phil, who works at a museum. 
and I gotta tell you, like, I really loved when they went through like that evolutionary chart of the ducks. Kind of like, the, did you yeah, remember he's the just like, Now just picture Crow Magnon, but ducks. I yes. had I had the biggest issue with with a lot with Tim Robinson's character, but also with this scene where he's like, really, Tim Robinson wasn't in this movie. <sighs> It's Tim Robbins. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Tim Tim Robbins' character. Because he's sitting there like, I have a theory of this, of where you came from and all this. And he just keeps going on and on. It's like, he's a talking duck. Ask him. Like, why are you sitting here like, this is how I think your evolution chart has. And and in one point, when they show that, uh, when they cut to the duck evolution chart, mm-hmm. like, Howard like, even makes a comment of like, yeah, everyone in first grade knows this. So Howard just right there said like, <laughs> Yeah, I know where I come from. We have the theory of evolution and uh-huh. all this. But instead of taking time and doing what a scientist does and ask questions, he's just like, no, no, this right. is my theory. It's like, fucking ask him. Talk <laughs> to him. He's obviously an intelligent. If could talk, yeah, right, and tell us. Obviously, but that I mean, is Howard's an ongoing problem. pissed and yes. just more and more pissed. He's like, stop ignoring me. Uh-huh. I, I really hate it. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins? Oh, in, in I kind of like, like him. I, feel, I, I, I feel like the director had like one note for him and was like, just overact. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like, oh, see, if you think I it's toned this, down, it's not. I thought this going. one note was just be quirky. Be as quirky as possible. It, well, I've, he, I've got to agree with Jeff. I think Tim oh, Robbins really? was the oh, weakest performance yeah. in this movie. I don't no. think so, Sam, because uh, uh, you and I are on the yeah, same page. I thought, I thought he was kind of To me, he was kind of channeling uh, uh, what's the uh, the Hudsucker proxy, like his character well, in there. He was channeling you know, something that hasn't happened because, yet. Yeah, no, I was about to, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say, Joel, mm, this can't but happen. still that same style. I, I, I almost that, think, I I think thought, everybody else needed to come up to his level. I disagree. I disagree because then you would have had... You would have had like Dora the Explorer or like whatever the cartoons are now that kids watch, where everyone's screaming and being the that's dumbest right. person. Hi, everybody! Be. That's yeah. That's but I mean, what this movie would no, have been. Credit to Tim Robbins. It was a shitty role, but he threw himself wholeheartedly into <laughs> it and true. tried. You know what though? Speaking of having a shitty role and having to make the most of it, I want to bring it back to Leah Thompson for a uh, second. Yeah, because yeah. this woman. Not unlike Mark Hamill in The Empire Strikes <laughs> Back, having the weight of having of, of making this yeah. duck. Like, mm. relatable, and this is real, and the audience is only going to buy this based on my reactions and performances with it. I think she was so sweet and yep. so sincere, maybe sometimes a little, a little, a little too, too sweet, too sweet mm-hmm. but, a little too handsy. But her performance, I thought, was really like, wow, this is very genuine. Like, the, I'm very impressed with what this woman did with this role in this movie. Uh, and, right, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that she, she didn't deserve to be in this movie. Yeah, I also feel like they really kind of exploited her a little bit in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, like you know, as we've mentioned, the, the bestiality scene. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, she's wearing that. But then I also noticed that towards the end of the movie, wh- and we haven't even <laughs> talked about him yet, but along the movie, uh, Jeffrey Jones, Jeffrey Jones shows yep. up. And there's at the towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where he grabs and picks her up, and it's just right up her skirt. It's a total upshot of her skirt. It's like I'm, I'm upset that (laughs) that I like this, that I'm liking this, (laughs) but at the same time, it's like this. I and you know, so conflicted. And there was like also like her clothing got ripped. It's like always really a lot of bare midriff. And the thing is about Beverly in the comics, she was always kind of wearing some some kind of skimpy clothing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes she was dressed up like Red Sonia. Uh, sometimes Ooh. she just had like wraps. She kind of looked like Deja Thoris from uh, John Carter. Ooh. I was just yeah. more upset that nobody gave her guitar lessons before filming this. <laughs> she looks so unnatural holding mm. that guitar. She got the dance moves down, but it's uh-huh. like strum a little bit. They I don't all, buy her as a punk they rocker. They all look yeah. awkward. It's Josie and the Pussycats. Holly yeah. Robinson from Twenty One Jump Street. That's in right. There? 
Uh, they all look awkward as musicians. Joel, did you say that they shot this movie in different, like, any, did they shoot it overseas anywhere? No, it was all in California, okay. parts of uh, San Francisco. So why, when these guys were accosting Leah Thompson, when they were accosting Beverly outside, right after she finishes her first show that we see. Right, when Howard saves and her. And Howard saves her. Mm-hmm. There's the guy who's like, do you see what I'm seeing? Yes. I'm talking, I think I've done too much toot. Is, what, <laughs> or what is this, the Clockwork Orange? <laughs> Where are these guys from? He's also the, isn't that the same guy who talks about like space rabies? He's like, yeah, I think I heard about that. On no, TV. no, 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 no. The, that's, that's the a, that no, was, that's, that's later. Different. That's, yeah. oh, that's okay. Because that's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> yes. who drives the. Hey man, don't what country you think this is? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, this, this, guy. Is, this is a different guy. Joel, mm. why is there a dude speaking like he's a British? Why because he just say because Coke? punk rock. That's what yeah, that's dope. again. You know what? You know is. As yeah, is I have to agree with Joel on that because I have I've been to punk shows in in town and you get those like eight sixteen to like eighteen year old kids who sit there and use the British slang the lingo. The phone, yeah. oh, okay. I'm gonna go blow a fag out back. Exactly, right. really? exactly. <laughs> but but for Joel, he's using the American. I'm actually, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, but, meet you, I'll meet you there in five, buddy. Oh my god, you said that made me so nervous, dude. You <laughs> no, said no. that and it made me nervous, <laughs> and I know you were using it like in the. Would you feel nervous if I, vernacular. Said, if I said bloody? Would you feel nervous about that or bum? Those are words that are looked down upon. Going back to Leah Thompson's band. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> Sam's like, speaking of bum. No, I just, I thought her band was like a complete ripoff of the Runaways, you know? They the, even, the they cherry even, bombs. Yeah, the, the cherry, cherry bombs. bombs. Come on. Ch- cherry bombs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just like, I was like, wow, Runaways ripoff. Absolutely. Good job there, girls. Even even in name there, you know? Yeah. Did anyone else find it weird that there was there was no consistency to how people reacted to seeing Howard? Some people, <laughs> I, some people were cool. Is, is like, and so, some people were terrified yeah, the moment ah! they saw him. Yeah, so you have the punks who like are like, oh, this is a joke. Let's kill it. Then the bouncer who's like, this is a kid in a costume. And then proceeds to literally throw him out of the club. It's like, <laughs> you just thought this was a kid, and your reaction <laughs> yeah, is to violently, violently throw him in an alley? <laughs> out of the door. He throws him out of the alley. By his head. But yeah. then, but then, like, My favorite reaction. later on, after he breaks up with Beverly or whatever, he yeah. comes back to the club, and he's just able to walk right Yeah, in. All those people are still there. Yeah. It's like the same people he saw the night before. I'm like, hey, remember My the favorite, guys who tried to kill you? My favorite duck reaction was the job placement lady. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, funny yeah, yeah. was like... They send me all the shitty ones, and you think I can't get you a job? I'll get you a job. Just <laughs> because yeah. you dress around like a freak. <laughs> and, like, like come world is, like, fucking asking for employment dude, at, the dude, un- at, the, at the unemployment, unemployment office. <laughs> the government unemployment office this is sending a you brothel. a chum scrubber. Yeah, like, what the fuck? By the way, favorite one line in the movie. Need a towel? Need some antibiotics? <laughs> when that couple's about to go fuck? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right? Loved it. Like prostitution. I don't yeah. think In that. Cleveland. Like I don't think that they're filing well, at. They the were advertising office. as a as a bathhouse. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, you guys are honing into something. Uh, not so much the you know the uh, the the that part of it, but. Um, <laughs> Here we are, because that, that happens about 30 minutes into the movie, and here we are, you have this interesting premise, or at least, you know, it's it's outlandish. Uh-huh. It's a duck from outer space who's landed on Earth. Like, you know, the elevator pitch for that is like, all right, I'm in. What, what do you got? Yeah, it's like, it's a duck out of water. And they do <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> but on ching. I'm going to let that roll off just like something off of something's back. <laughs> I can't think of what right now. No, but, uh, but so you've got the interesting premise. And then they just proceed to do the most boring, like mundane. We're 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 watching him like do job interviews got to work jobs and do interviews, and then he's walking around depressed. Like who? At, at one point in this movie, 
there's there's the point where uh, where Howard breaks Phil out of the police car because mm-hmm. they've arrested <laughs> Phil. They've gone to the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, because, okay, so Phil brings a doctor to Beverly's apartment. Beverly's in bed with Howard, mm-hmm. and she's messing with him, I think, a little too much. I think <laughs> yeah. I think Beverly does kind of want the the Yeah, because you see Howard's Dude. feathers go up into yeah. a mohawk. Yes. I think if he would have made a move, she wouldn't have stopped him. She wouldn't have stopped him. No, been. she totally well, was Because you almost, you almost get under Right. Because like, like, she, like, lifts up her shirt a little bit, you know? And mm-hmm. Half naked, oh, in bed, with this duck. And these guys just come walking in. Yes, scientists are breaking in. I love the line. Sorry, you left your door unlocked. Who does that in New York? (laughs) Or in Cleveland. Sorry. It's Cleveland. Everybody leaves their door unlocked in Cleveland. Knock on the door, man. Uh, Ring the bell. So they talk especially, about how- especially if you have Jeffrey Jones with you. Oh my God! <laughs> there may be children. There are presents. two things. There are two things I think of whenever I think of Jeffrey Jones. Oh, I forgot one he actually is got arrested. The for- child molestation charge. Yes, yes, yes. And the other one is the talking Marcel Marceau statue <laughs> in Times Square. It was a sensation. Oh, <laughs> it's from Beetlejuice. From Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So they they get the story about how we think we know how you came to the planet, and we think we know how we could send you back. So they take him out to the uh, to the lab, and uh, the lab's all screwed up. And this all turns into this whole uh, Howard's kind subplot. of on the lamb thing. It's it, we finally get a subplot mm-hmm. with any kind of substance. Uh, Howard's on the, the lamb. Oh, they arrest Phil. So Howard rescues Phil. He gets him out of the cop car, and that's where I made the note. I was like, you know what? This movie would have been far more interesting if this whole movie was kind of like. The Fugitive, but with Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That no, would have been fun. Yeah, no, no long saxophone, 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 <laughs> saxophone, saxophone. I'm gonna have some saxophone, everybody. <laughs> saxophone montages of Howard's backlit walking balls. through. Walking I know. through steaming alleyways late mm-hmm. at night, yes. feeling sorry for himself. Uh huh. Yeah, and and in, in, in the scene when they st- when he stops at the TV screens. And, like, the news is like, oh, now we're going out to our field reporter yep. who's covering duck hunting season. First day. And they interview this guy who it's like, did a duck kill your family, man? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you dropped the F-ball. It's just like. <laughs> Those fuckers. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, they raised the. You can kill double the amount yeah, of toes. He's like, yeah, we can get back some, like, 15 fuckers. It's like, <laughs> fuck, man? Like, what is your hostility against well, no. ducks? Well, when you live in Cleveland. Yeah, They true. raise that, like, to, like, the end factor because at one point, there is a diner fight. Yes. And the patrons grab Howard. Thank you, thank you. All out. I want to say Christ on a cross here. Yeah, there you go. Strap him mind. down Very and are about to kill him. Uh-huh. Mob mentality. All well, of a sudden. I, and I think it's appropriate to compare to Howard the Duck to Jesus Christ. <laughs> he Sorry. is. He's a Christ-like <laughs> figure. It's, it's really an no, analogy. He was sent here. It's his so only terrible, son. But I mean, they're about to chop off a head of an intelligent talking, <laughs> an intelligent talking duck. duck. And everybody, I, had, I made that same note. Yeah. I was what like, is and wrong everyone's with him? Okay everyone's with this. behind this. We're and they're all on seasoning board. him with his clothes on. I like that. There is that one shot where he's like screaming for his life. No, no, no. And you just see this hand coming from the lower left and toss some parsley on his <laughs> yes. neck. And I like how they keep trying to ball gag him with like a celery stick in his mouth. They're like, shut up. And he just keeps taking the celery out of his mouth and sitting up going, wait. Right. 
put well, it back it's a, down. It's a good thing so, Jeffrey Jones was there with so his there's, powers. There's no doubt that there's erotic fan fiction somewhere that tells the story of oh, what happened between Beverly and Howard if uh. the doctors hadn't come in. Oh, I part. thought you were going to go with Jeff Jones and Howard. No, well, <laughs> that's, that's just such that's a own conflicting own scene, man. So you know, you know that exists, though, right? Oh, it has right? to. Did you bring it in, Joe? Is no, that why I you're did, saying I didn't. I'm just asking. I'm like, we we were all agreed, right, that this uh, that this exists somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. I can tell you one thing. I got tired of was keep bringing up Duck Fu. Uh-huh. It was like Duck Fu solved every problem in this movie. Like but Duck Fu could solve any problem I had. I I actually didn't have an issue with that because that to me that was like this is the one thing I know because like I didn't read the originals, but I do know that that is one thing from the comic. Well, it's fine. Bring it stuck. up once, exactly. but he brings it up like six different times that he knows Duck Fu. Leah Thompson even brings it up at one point. And from a story structure standpoint, uh, I think it's bullshit to keep bringing it up. I fi- it's fine if it's in the book. Right. But we're talking about a, a, a character that in the very beginning of the movie was running scared, mm-hmm. was being victimized by everything in Cleveland, yeah. and then eventually is like, oh, okay, I can kick ass when the script yes, calls for where were your duck yes. powers then, yeah. Howard? So, <laughs> so I kind of have a problem with that when you introduce that he just kind of has that ability to get himself. It, it goes back to, Joel, what we were talking about when uh, with the Lone Ranger and the rules for writing the Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. that the Lone Ranger can never just get himself out of a, a tough situation just because like there has to be a reason there's a logical reason why he always gets out of everything and that it is a a huge offense in this film I wonder if uh, part of the reason they left that out is because then now you have to film Duck Fu if in fact it's a part of the story (laughs) and unfortunately that's the biggest downfall of this movie is it was made too early Uh and I I guess when we finally get this re-release or remake whatever we're calling it if it ends up being a success that will prove but I think a lot of it people audiences just couldn't buy into the fact that Clearly, this is a child and or midget in this duck suit. Right, around. or if it's in the plane, it was a full-grown person yeah, yeah. <laughs> wearing, I mean, wearing the duck suit. You're talking about this being too early, but Ninja Turtles didn't come out too much later after this, and we fully believed, and they managed to make turtles do ninja moves True. in a suit. One Full-size of the strengths, One of the yeah. strengths though, humans. of the Ninja Turtles movie was that they, they let shadows and darkness mask so many That's of the true. flaws yeah, true, of those that. Joe, I was reading about this. They were so unprepared. First of all, George Lucas had to personally finance the $2 million duck suits that were built for this movie. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, he was, Lucas went broke off this film. He was, he was broke coming into it. He actually thought that this was going to be successful enough to propel him into the black, is how confident he was behind it. What? So he finances Shit. the $2 million of his own into, you know, to produce these duck... It's like the what the hell did he go broke off of? Oh, that's right, because the studio took. No, no, he went broke because he had just bought Skywalker Ranch and built it. That's had it no was. money left. It was fifty oh, wow. million to build that thing, and he was he yeah, was, yeah. So wow. uh, Steve Jobs offered to buy his animation studio off of him at above market value, which is now Pixar Studios. Pixar, that's, yeah. right. that's what we call a bad deal. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a Louisiana purchase of <laughs> movie deals. But right it's there. okay because uh, you know. <laughs> In a roundabout way, it all belongs now, the uh, to j- the mouse. Just real quick, just so you know, there is a shit ton of Howard the Duck uh, <laughs> fan fiction. Better your Google history than mine, <laughs> my friend. Is, uh, just, just go Jeff, fan- do, you want, do you want to read one of those? No, ones? because they're also really fucking long. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so are you looking at the up. erotic fan fiction of Howard the Duck? I, I, just, I just did fan fiction, and when there's a website called So Furry, I'm assuming it's... Oh, <laughs> yes. <Hey. laughs> delete oh. history, delete yeah, history. Um, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, go, just, you just Google. But yeah, so so spent a lot of money on the suit, and like the first couple of weeks of filming, they had to kind of stop and rethink things because you could see the actor's neck every time like his his bill opened to talk. They were so unprepared going into filming this, they hadn't even figured out simple things like well, that. And so. did you see how many people? 
actually like played him in the costume. They Six were, different actors. There's so many. Why? Yeah. I mean, because like the, he <laughs> just, probably Luke, had people dying in the. Costume. I mean, like <laughs> Lucas didn't have this issue with you know. Uh, Wicked. R2-D2? Yeah, exactly, with R2-D2. So, like, one guy, he played him the whole time. You know, same thing with Chewie, one actor. Why six different actors to play well, the duck? to I, be fair, there is one guy who gets kind of the main credit. Yeah. His name is Ed Gale, uh, and you might know him as <laughs> Chucky. <Jorky> Gales. Oh. <laughs> no, Chucky from Child's Play. <laughs> yes. He played uh, the wow. parts of Chucky that required a human. <laughs> Another masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Quite, a, quite an oeuvre under his belt. I hate when you use words like that. Sorry. It's my, <laughs> my, I have two $65,000 yeah, yeah. words. Cinema verite. <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> and the oof. I think it's funny that the director of this film, this was his last film he ever directed in Hollywood. <laughs> Are you yeah. shit serious? No, no. I've been I've been like boning up on the IMBD factor, and, it, and it's, it states the director never directed another movie in Hollywood. <laughs> he might have produced or written some, but he never directed one again. You know, hard to really blame him, though, when everything, like from the word go, this whole thing was kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah, um, like it's 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 a mess of a movie. Or, or a cluster duck. How? Uh, <laughs> oh, but Thanks. I'll show myself out. <laughs> Please do. No, you can't. We've got a, we've got another one of these oh, that we have shit. to do. Uh, I I I'm going to say that even though this movie is a mess, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching what? it. I I did. Joe. I I had a good time. I didn't love it, Mm-mm. but I had a good time Mm-mm. with it. Mm-mm. I think you might be in the minority here, mm-hmm. my friend. Today, to, to piggyback on this, I had never seen this before. Everybody kept telling me how awful it was. It was at the bottom of every like you know like comic yes. book movie watch mm-hmm. list. It's entertaining. It's not good. I would rather mm-hmm. watch this than the Fantastic Four remake. I'd rather watch this eight times in a row. Then the Fantastic uh, Four remake. Jeff does not agree. My l- my last two notes were just end, just fucking end. It's so <laughs> long. It's that, so long. What I want you to do my is last like put that notes. put that in a big book, and I want us to live in the mine called Moria, and I want that to be the book that Gandalf finds. <laughs> just a mine. End, just fu- <laughs> and they call it a mine. Uh, I had that same note. Isn't this movie over already? And now we're introducing like a giant stop motion monster. And that's where the movie Mm -hmm. completely becomes something else. Like, how are you introducing this this far into Mm -hmm. the film? It should have been for the sequel. Well, I mean, they kind of build it up a little bit because, oh, God, no. Meaning never made, never seen. Because, like, the guy's like, I have a creature in me and it is growing, you know, and I'm not, and I'm like, okay, thank God you're actually going to show the creature. Just (laughs) keep showing Richard Jennings. But then he opens his mouth and a huge tentacle comes out of his mouth yeah, and goes phallic. into the... Which, I bet you, there's erotic fan fiction mm-hmm. of that. I'm not Googling it anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to go... You Google it. I can't Google it. And who loves it when he I'm walks into a nuclear reactor in the middle of Cleveland and almost blows because up the city? that can't have any kind of long-lasting effects <laughs> right. on anything else. Yeah, I know. Also, I like that there was no security at Thank that you. nuclear factory. Yeah. You could just it's, drive a fucking truck through the gate. through a fence, and they don't like go, okay, guys, tours are canceled. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There's no armed guard. Set yeah, out there? yeah, no armed guards, and yeah, they keep going on with the tours, and like nothing out of the ordinary. Also, all right, so let me back up because I, I take issue with Jeffrey Jones and his character. And, yeah, some and people may be scratching their heads. At one point, Jeffrey Jones gets possessed by a demon from outer well, space. Right. Yes. Well, it's because they they figure out that we were testing this laser, and that's what beamed you. So we're going to try to reverse the ray, uh-huh. and in the process. They brought something else. Some, yeah. some like Dark Lord from the outer space. Who's actually a villain in the comic books yes. of Howard the Duck, but he looks way cooler. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a red demon with like this bifurcated tail. Yeah, ooh, in the 
in the, in the comic books, and I would have rather seen that than what looked like a scorpion and a spider made it, it and had a bastard child. It was a yeah. mutant scorpion, exactly. And it was so sloppy. The the stop, the stop motion, motion on it is mm-hmm. so sloppy. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the best of the time, though, when you go no, compare that. No, it's not the best of the time. You compare something like that to the Rancor in uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay, fair enough. That, yeah, that came say. out like three years before but, that. But I think a lot of it was like they didn't shoot it properly. It's, no, it's like a, it's we- not, it's a it brightly lighting, lit room. Yeah, the There's lighting no did shadows. not match. It didn't match the location. Yeah, exactly. And so it just... It sticks but out so I'm just horribly. Confused. It's like the end. If you've ever seen the the Helen Slater Supergirl movie, oh like, God. the ending Coming is soon, so bad. Oh yeah, the oh. ending is so bad, and it's because of these composited visual effects that were just horribly done. And that's what's going on here. But so why? So Jeffrey Jones explains when he's been possessed, and there's there is no Dana, only Zool anymore, right? Uh-huh. It's just him. Yeah. And he's saying, you know, we I can't take form in this world. I can only t- live within yeah, no. a living body. He's also, he's also saying at one point, my organs are being replaced. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and then like, at the end of the movie, they hit him with a laser again. ray, and he's fine. And I'm <laughs> like, your internal organs got scrambled. Not just that, but also Phil and, and Beverly are like half disappeared. It's like the Back to the Future. Like yeah. And like, res- and they, they just come back. They're just, they're okay. Yep. Well, how does that reverse? Like, how does that work? Why is it that the cop that he shot with those laser beams, like, immediately dissolved, but, like, he has to kind of keep shooting Phil and Beverly over yep. and over again? Yep. Because they're not quite, they're, they're just too resistant to this. To this His uh, powers weren't strong they're enough. They're young. They're hip. Well, no, no. <laughs> it was the power hip. of rock and roll that <laughs> no, kept them alive. It was because they were, he was keeping them alive for to be oh, hosts. Yeah. No, that's for, not true, though, because they had disappeared. Uh, they had yeah, eventually was, disappeared. No, he does it at the end after he then blows the, the laser up. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nothing makes sense. <laughs> like, no, because he was like, because he goes on that whole. He said that originally with yeah, Beverly. That, yeah, that's like, why that, he had her oh, yeah, tied but then up. They, but then they free Beverly, and he's just blasting them with rays. Being Which like, yeah. I took as like, okay, he's blasting them as like he's basically like, I'm gonna contain you. But they were becoming transparent, Jeff. Well, maybe it was like a holding <laughs> a different dimension that just like temporarily holds. Wait them. a minute, you are like inventing <laughs> all new science for this that was never even explained in the movie. Dude, just, the science in the movie wasn't explained <laughs> in the movie. All I right, just like. Say, you want to see a better version of this film, and I feel like borrowed way too much from, like Howard borrowed too much from this, go watch Buckaroo Bonsai Across yes. the Eighth oh, Dimension. Yeah. There oh, you go. God, what a movie. Uh, I mean, well same, balanced, fun. same premise, hero fighting a possessed mad scientist, mm-hmm. trying to make sure that other spectral beings do not cross over in, into Earth. I like yeah. that. To rule it. I would almost say uh, John Carter. You have a loner oh, stuck from God, one world. Yes. Yeah. Fish well, out of water. Go watch Buckaroo another. or John Carter, and you'll essentially get the same movie, but better. Mm-hmm. I love that movie mm-hmm. so much. God. Now I'm just going to sit here and think about John <laughs> Carter. I'll be right back. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys uh, think of the music? Think of the soundtrack? I've yeah, <laughs> over synthesized. Yeah, eighties sound. I've I've said this before on either it was either on afternoon or on my comic work. Yep. Soundtracks from the eighties, man. They like you have some Ray runs like Beverly Hills Cop, where it's like okay, it's not so bad, but just the the synth used in eighties movies. It's just like what the fuck was Hollywood thinking at the time? And not even that. It's just like like they didn't have faith in their own score. Like every scene had to have a, an eighties pop song. Yeah, because I mean, like it. certain films actually had pretty good scores from the eighties. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. Aliens, Ghostbusters. Yeah, didn't use synth. Was good. Good uh, scores. I don't know about Ghostbusters, but uh, come on, well, well, Ghostbusters Ray Parker had, Jr. Yeah, Ghostbusters was all right. There's some. I believe in magic. I believe in magic, magic, magic. How about that song? There's some stinkers in Ghostbusters. Wait, wait, wait. What's that one? What's that one? It's like... 
feel. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what it is. Like the dude just keeps repeating the word over and over again. Yeah. It's the same song. It's the same song that, that you were doing, song. but it's the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh, I no, can't it's, remember. It's please, please. Oh, please. 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 <laughs> Do you all want to go get a room magic. and let Jeff and I take over for the rest of this? <laughs> well, those are all my notes. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a couple more. Go ahead. Uh, I was say I just have two more notes, which is one: what exactly type of scientist or whatever he is 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 Tim is uh, Tim Robbins, t- Tim a, Robbins character? He's, he's a, a he's a lab intern. assistant. Yeah, he's oh, a okay, lab but, assistant. There, but he's at, at a, a museum sign hanging outside of his door, and I can't remember what it says. Right. Okay, but so he's at a museum, and so his you know okay history digging up fossils. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a term for it that I can't think of. Archaeologist. Yeah, and, that might be it. And uh, paleontologist, something along those lines. <laughs> So he belongs he, in a museum. Yeah. So, so do you. <laughs> so you, you get the sense that that's the type of scientist he is. But then, it, after he gets, uh, after while, while he's escaping from the cops, there's like one of those like small like uh, planes that like it looks like it's made from a lawnmower engine. Yeah, that they use to like fly <laughs> and, away and, home. Yeah, yeah, and he's able to like get it up and running and all this. So it's just like. Your other job, the job that you went to school for to become a scientist, wasn't Dude, engineering. He's an '80s scientist. That's they, right. All they know, know mechanical engineering. And just, and he's also the Hudsucker proxy guy, <laughs> and he can invent just about anything and, and as then, long as it's round. And then also, you know, why, for kids. why did he? Why did he let Howard fly? Because he's in the way. Howard, do this. Howard, do this. If you know everything to do, yeah. Why aren't you flying? Take the steering wheel. And it was also my Jesus same. Took the wheel. It was also my Howard. same note when. Uh, <laughs> When uh, Jeffrey uh, Jones was driving the 18 wheeler, uh-huh. and like he's like all sick, you know, being possessed, and his insides are changed. Like, why is why are they letting him drive? Yeah, like, yeah, like, he's not roadworthy. Like, like, why? I mean, there are two. There's I, Howard and I Leah did, Thompson. And the, he's like, there's like, there's the fence, and he's like, well, step on it, and then he does, and Howard's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just fucking told him. Yeah, to. you just told him to do that shit. You know, my last note: too many cheesy one-liners. It's like they put one too many in there. Yeah. I can handle a couple and kind of chuckle at it, you know, but gah, way too many. Uh, okay, I've got a couple of a couple of notes here. Let's hear them. Uh, one, the, it's the very end, mm. and you find out there are more dark overlords. I, I like that there's a race of overlords. Like, sure, they are all dark overlords <laughs> of the universe. Makes sense. Uh, so they're on their way down. They've just destroyed the one that was in Jeffrey Jones. Right. And it turns out, like, they've got to destroy the spectrometer. They have 30 seconds. They've got 30 seconds. They have to destroy we it. We see them flying through and space she, towards she, us. She's like, Ducky, you've got to do it. Mm-hmm. But then you won't get home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. You know what? I'm going to destroy this thing. It's the sacrifice. But, like, why can't they just build another one so he can go home after he destroys it, you know, now? I don't understand it. This isn't like it's like yeah. the Stargate where we don't <laughs> yeah. understand the technology. Contact. We built this, this technology. They, they built it on rock and rock roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why didn't they destroy? Why didn't he just destroy it and be like, "Hey, we'll build another one"? That's for the sequel. Also, he destroyed it after the overlords arrived. Like, if you're listening to the countdown, mm-hmm. she even says, "Arrived." Oh and, really? And then he destroys it. Oh, yeah. Sequel. <laughs> they were planning out. on a sequel. Well, I like how all the overlords look the same. <laughs> they look the same. I'm just well, like, dear lord, please vary them a little bit. That, Sam, and also, they all look alike. They're, they're also <laughs> fully formed. Another thing that Jeffrey Jones said, like this couldn't happen, and we need the human host. Right. You know, but then when they're coming in, like you're fully 
form. Yeah, it should have just been three menacing shadows blasting yeah, down yeah, the There you go. Yeah. 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 Could have saved Phil Tippett some, some work with those stop motion <laughs> right? animated puppets. I like that it was just three, too. Like this yeah. legion yeah. of dark overlords. Well, we can do four, but it's going to cost another 25 Oh, <laughs> uh, well, fuck it. We'll go with three. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make another Three's Star a good Wars round movie. number. So, uh, Cherry Bomb. When, when did they start selling out arenas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because singing suddenly, a, a song about Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Straight where the from lyrics make no sense. Worst eighty. That is everything that is wrong with like eighties music. That it's like, Howard oh. the Duck. Ain't no way to conceal it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking? So many about? sexual undertones in that song, right? You guys remember this movie called E.T. that Steven Spielberg did about an alien visitor? Rings a bell. And like how. He touched the lives of a family, mm-hmm. and like they, they actually developed character heard and, and developed a connection between these people. Yeah. And then like you have the drama of them trying to get him away from the scientists mm-hmm. who want to like dissect him and study him. That's right. That's not a horrible blueprint to try to follow mm-hmm. with a movie like this. Right there. And it's not like Lucas and Spielberg had never met. <laughs> you know, so where where was Steven? Like, I, I like to think because... I have this this fantasy that L- George Lucas brings Steven Spielberg on the set of everything that he's involved in. <laughs> and I want to I want to be a fly on the wall for that time that George Lucas brought Steven Spielberg on the set of Howard the Duck. <laughs> and uh, look what I got working on. He's like, "Oh, so uh, look what I have going on here." <laughs> and uh, and like I feel like Spie- like it's such a mess that Spielberg was just like uh-huh. Okay. Good uh-huh. stuff. Spielberg Good stuff. just pat him on back like that's <laughs> yeah, great, right. Lucas. Let me know if you need a blurb for the poster. <laughs> He's like, uh, <laughs> tell you what, let me pay you for uh, the rights to another Indiana Jones movie. I'd like to be the fly on the wall of Spielberg when Lucas isn't there and he's telling his friends about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Phone's ringing. Let me check. Oh, it's fucking George. It's again. Fucking George. Tell him I'm not here. I got tell this chump a... guy. Just won't leave me alone. <laughs> but he's got this cool character that I paid him for, so I yeah. can make these good movies. What movie with midgets do you want to film now, George? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Okay, we'll start with Joel, mm. and then we'll go with you guys, and then come kind of come around here. What did Howard the Duck do right? Uh, oh shit, do right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not prepared for this. Um, Leah we, Thompson. Yeah. Can I say Leah Thompson? You can La- say for all the reasons you said, she looks good uh, in the little outfits they put her in, and she's she's acting against you know <laughs> a, a little midget slash duck, uh-huh. uh, and she's making it believable. So kudos to her. Okay. She was one of the few cast members I should note that was not nominated for a Razzie Award the year that this film. She was came really out. good. They were nominated for seven, won four, <laughs> including Tim Robbins, the aforementioned Tim Robbins for That's worst right. actor, worst supporting actor. There you go. So there's mine. Completely strengthening your claim that he was the best part of this movie. <laughs> uh, I didn't say he was the best part. We just liked. What he did, yeah. I like his style of acting. Okay, right. who's, no, who's I, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to say the same thing. Leah Thompson, like, <laughs> like watching that movie as a kid. Oh my god, changes changed, were happening. Like, like I was, I was watching the movie. Jesse, I, like, I want to fuck I, a I, duck. I never. <laughs> is that where the saying "fuck a duck" came from? Oh god, <laughs> Jeff's like that duck is hot. <laughs> no, is I never finished this movie until today when I watched it because. I was watching it, and my mom came in on that scene where they're in bed. Oh, my God. And she was like, turn this off right now. And I had so many feelings and questions that I was yeah. like, maybe now is not the time to, to talk about. <laughs> but like, then going back and watching it again, I was like, mm, it harkens back to it. But now that I'm more aware of things, I'm like, 
but this is also really nope. gross, and that I don't, is, I don't feel good about myself. Joel's like, I don't have that problem <laughs> I was at all. Gonna say that is not on you. That is on the filmmakers for making you feel that way. Nothing wrong with uh, Joel, Leah Thompson. Joel's like, there's nothing that wrong with did you. Nothing to you. You <laughs> unzip your pants and you enjoy. it. <laughs> I was gonna say you <laughs> never made it to the end of this movie because you always had to stop and clean up at that. Time. Oh, <laughs> never able to. Hey, oh. Okay, Sam, return this one. To what the did Howard the Duck do right? Uh, Leah Thompson, <laughs> gotta go. Leah Thompson across the board. <laughs> three for three. Uh, Tim Robbins, Corky, cool. Uh, and it actually had some funny moments. Like, I actually laughed out loud once or twice in this film. Like, I, the aforementioned, you know, <laughs> come house where he's like, anybody need antibiotics? I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of funny, man. Good for you. <laughs> you were say, yeah, watching this movie, I kind of need <laughs> yeah, antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beyond that, yeah, no. All right, so what I think this movie did right, on top of <clears throat> Leah Thompson. Four for four. On top of. <laughs> uh, I think that at its heart, like, the concept of this movie works like it's been done before and it's been done successfully before i like the idea of et with a foul mouth <laughs> foul <laughs> uh, god it never stops the they just one. write themselves uh <laughs> but i like the idea of et with an attitude mm-hmm. you know i kind of dig that we got that with that uh that Mac one and movie. me no 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 <laughs> with, <laughs> with the, paul yeah paul yeah we got that with paul and Seth i thought Rogen. that was a fun movie you know fairly forgettable mm-hmm. but it was still a fun movie and that's kind of what it's what Howard the Duck could have been uh, if you just would have taken a little bit more care with it. Yeah. They just yeah, if you had made like a PG-13 Howard the Duck where he's like shit and fucking ass, man. <laughs> right. right. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could have sequelized it, and then we would have had a Duck Dynasty. Oh. All right, that's my last one. I swear, wow. it's my last oh one. Oh, my man. God. All right, so <laughs> what did Howard the Duck do wrong? Uh, it's that suit, man. Is that animatronic suit? I'm sorry, George Lucas. Save your two million dollars. Wait until it's 1999, and we have the technology. But that that it is so unconvincing and just a horrible looking. Ga- this is the character that audiences are supposed to relate with, and. I don't know if Howard's the character well, that people not, are not supposed relate to relate with, with, but he's the hero. He's the titular character, <laughs> and I want to, like, he's the least interesting character in this film, I think. Yeah. doesn't matter how many quirky one-liners you give him. He looks awful. Yeah. Okay. Is, I would say, the the one-liners were too much. The puns, the fucking duck puns that <laughs> you guys have been making <laughs> and in the movie. <laughs> it's and, worse than Schwarzenegger in a duck movie. Yeah, that and... I'll be quack. That... that <laughs> All right, that, that's the last one, I swear. <laughs> Get to the chopper now. That was awesome. Yes, finally. That was awesome. Oh, my Thank God, you. Jeff, I forgot you were even talking. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. And so the, the, the one-liners and puns, and then also the, in, the inconsistency with how people reacted to seeing Howard the Duck. Yes. It was either no, fear or was, murder. Yeah, well, like, there was one where they were on a bus, and it just went, like, from, like, fear to laughing at him. And, yeah, you're and, right. And it's just like, yeah. you know, so that is, it should have been, it should have been, like, everyone has the same reaction. That's a duck, man. That's a duck. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one dude. There's that guy, and then there's the extra when they're doing the concert at the very end, the dude with, like, the bleach blonde hair who's just, like, Staring, oh, he's, I didn't see he's that standing one. in the front. It's he's a hard extra to miss. <laughs> Sam, what did Howard the Duck do wrong? Uh, movie really goes downhill uh, after the cops arrest Howard, and you know they they kind of go through yeah. that whole scene. Runs a little long, like Jeff. Too many cheesy one-liners, mm. and yes, cheesy costumes on the level of like Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, I first want to preface this by saying that I thought that the Howard mask was 
well done. Yeah. I thought it was well articulated. I thought, you know, there, there are a couple moments where I thought maybe they had him reflect the wrong emotion to what somebody said. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of falls more on the puppeteer than it does the mask. I thought the mask was kind of impressive. Yeah. The rest of the costume I thought was yeah. horrible. Yeah. But the mask, I was like, wow, that, that's pretty nice. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. The body is clearly a midget in yeah. the costume. Um, what I thought Howard the Duck did wrong was that they were too focused on the inside joke, it felt like. Mm-hmm. It, for lack of a better way of putting it, yep. it, it felt like they were too focused on, like, you know, just what the creators thought were funny right. and weren't trying to market this George to Lucas. anyone. Yeah, it's totally what, his sense of it, humor. This is exactly, it, it's, it, they, no person, no real person thought that this entire package could be funny. Like, I, I agree with Sam. There are moments where I watch it and I'm like, oh man, that part was really funny. I really enjoyed that bit. But on the whole, uh, it's not a strong. It's not a strong script, and it's not a strong just outline. That being said, it is still. I stand by it. One of those movies that are so. It's so bad. I like watching. It's got it. a big cult following. So apparently. bad, it's good. Um, but what it did wrong uh, <laughs> was that it did not take the time or the care to to pinpoint what the target demo was for this movie. Yeah, it was all over the map, and it shouldn't have been. With a movie like this, a character like this, yeah. if you're going to make a PG movie, you've got to market it as a PG movie. You've got to create a PG movie and go for the kids, go for the yeah. family audiences. If you're gonna have them smoking cigars, you're gonna have them hanging out eighty percent of the time in a bar. Uh, you know, you're going to have him beating people up and almost stabbing people in the face, mm-hmm. threatening. There's so much physical violence, both displayed and threatened in the course of this movie. <laughs> There's uh, implied uh, s- uh, sexual uh, activity. There's so much substance in drinking. This is not a family film. No, not at all. It and should not be rated P- PG. No. Well, it's amazing what you got away with in the 80s with PG ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of what what I would have done with that. All uh, right, fair enough. So if we were to remake uh, Howard the Duck <laughs> ourselves, how would we do that? I figured Joel can go first. I'll sure. go second, and then we'll end with the uh, my comic life. Guys. I have recast four characters, really just the the main ones: Leah Thompson, Howard the Duck, Tim Robbins, and Jeffrey Jones. That's probably hopefully what you guys all did. So I'm gonna start with Jeffrey Jones, who is uh, the the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with uh, somebody who, because you want somebody who's kind of nerdy, right? Scientist, this guy is. That's right. But then he gets overtaken by, he gets possessed by a power uh, outside of his own. Um, but then he comes back around again. And somebody who has some familiar some familiarity. <laughs> Hi, I'm George Lucas' Gordon. <laughs> familiarity with doing that, uh, especially in 80s movies. This guy by the name of Rick Moranis. Let's get him out hey. of retirement. Nice. Playing the Jeffrey Jones role. Oh, that's great. Let me just move on? Yes. All right. Tim Robbins. Uh, how about Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory? Nice. I almost went that route with no it. No explanation needed. Uh, Leah Thompson. Uh, man, you need a cute <laughs> These people do have character names. I always, You know I always do this. Nobody knows their character <laughs> the names. The Lone Ranger what's and your, Johnny Depp. What's your character's name? Beverly. Beverly. Beverly Switzer. There we go. There you go. Sam, whose side are you on? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Leah Thompson. I am not altogether on anyone's side. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, how about uh, cute little quirky Anna Kendrick? Playing that punk rock role. Apparently, Leah Thompson did all of her own singing for this film. Uh-huh. So that is her singing the vocals. Something we know Anna Kendrick can do thanks to a Pitch Perfect. Yeah. So Anna Kendrick in the role of Beverly. And then finally, Howard the Duck. Uh, I had it narrowed down to three, but I think my favorite choice uh, comes from my lovely girlfriend, Jenna, who suggested Steve Carell as the voice nice. of Howard the Duck. Yeah. He can be, you know, he's, he's in a grown adult. He can say some dirty things, but he's still, he sounds 
like a duck, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess so. There you go. There's my recap. Goodbye, that. Who's directing it? Uh, uh, the aforementioned uh, j- director of John Carter, Andrew Stanton. Oh, nice. Has a little uh, uh, experience with uh, live action and CG and, uh, and a story and of this scope. the two. Yes. Uh, all right. So my Dr. Jenning, uh, who also can play dynamic personalities at the, uh, the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. I went with Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Uh, particularly influenced by his character from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Of course. Nice. Uh, Philzy, going to be played by Andy Samberg. <laughs> I almost did that. I almost did that, too. Uh, Beverly, going to be played by Kat Dennings. Ooh. Yeah. That is, that from is a, uh, that Two Broke Girls. Two Broke Girls and a, Thor. That is a busty Beverly you got there. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. I don't like to see her in a little while. <laughs> oh, my God. For <laughs> Howard, I have two performers. Okay. One person in the costume Ooh. and another person doing the voice. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis <laughs> is in the costume because I want to give him work. And because <laughs> Peter Dinklage is always busy doing Game of Thrones. That's right. Showing his face. Uh, and Howard's voice. Oh, wait. You were serious about? Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to fucking step on your yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Dude, you didn't know. You had no idea. <laughs> Uh, and Howard's voice, you said earlier that you couldn't cast him because, you know, James Gunn already did. Uh, fuck it. I'm recasting Howard the Duck with his voice as Seth Green's because I thought it was fantastic. I think so, too. I think it's a great call. All of this directed by Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy's Garth Jennings. Good call. Nice. Yes. All right, guys. All right. Follow that, Sam. I got this. All right. Beverly Switzer, the Leah Thompson. She's going to be Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory. Oh, we're two big bangers. Team her up with my yeah. Johnny Galecki. Uh, Howard the Duck will be voiced by Nathan Fillion or Seth MacFarlane. Oh, <laughs> I almost went Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane was someone I didn't think of. Phil, the Tim Robbins character will either be Zachary Levi or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, Zachary Levi would be really good. Jogo Lev. Dr. Jennings, I went with a creep factor on this one, like somebody who could creep me out. I went with Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. Impress me. Come on. <laughs> I am the dark overlord of the universe. <laughs> yes, you see? Perfect. And uh, directed by Mr. James Gunn coming off Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. fame. Nice. He could, he could do this justice. I like Nicely that. Done. I like that yeah. casting. Okay. Uh, right, so Jeff, you got to bring it up. This better be good. <laughs> yep. So for uh, I, I'm I'm like you, Joel. I, I do go by the actor's name. Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey Jones' character. going to recast uh, Jim Carrey. Is that, yeah. I, I think that'd be good. Oh, good comeback role for him. Is uh, Tim Robbins, Bill Hader. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. nice. Bill Hader would be great. Oh, he'd be fantastic. And then uh, Leah Thompson, putting Jennifer Lawrence. Just, oh, okay. fuck yeah, man. I'll Just, see her in anything. I almost she can went sing Jennifer too. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I don't give a shit if she can sing. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm th- I'm thinking of like one scene in particular. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and then uh, I was going to say recast Howard the Duck with Rocket Raccoon. No, just, just, just remove just the character. Get rid of the duck. Rocket bring in the raccoon. <laughs> so but but since you guys did voices, is uh, I would the actor to do the voice would be uh, Justin. Uh, I think it's uh, Royland. He does the voice of Rick and Morty on oh, Rick and oh, Morty. Oh yeah, you okay, can, you nice. Can do it. So uh, have that. And then uh, we didn't team up on this, but I was thinking the same way as Sam. Is uh, James, James Gunn. Gunn. Nice. You guys spend way too much wow, time guys. together. <laughs> That's right. You're on the level. On. Uh, okay, so let us know how you would recast Howard the Duck, or if you had any thoughts about this movie that we've 
quickly gone over <laughs> because we're trying to do two in one night here. Hey, remember uh, when our podcast used to be an hour long? Well, we'll get back to that, Joel. Yeah, Don't worry. Are. But, uh, but yeah, if you've got any thoughts about Howard the Duck, you can always talk back to us on Facebook. Just go to the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you could talk back to us uh, and let us know what you thought about this movie, this podcast, uh, our recasting. And if you've got a movie that you want us to take a look at for the future, uh, go ahead and just put that down there. We'll add it to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We should. Do it is editingbay.com. You can punch that into your browser, go there, and find all the links that you need to know about Editing Bay. We've got a link right to our Facebook page there, also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and also, if you like to subscribe on iTunes, maybe this is the first time you're hearing it, maybe a friend recommended it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you subscribe, you ask? Well, go to editingbay.com, click the little iTunes subscribe button, assuming you're an iPhone user. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, we'll give you some other apps. To, what are some other apps we can use? If we well, if, you're, uh, if you have an Android device, you can also pick us up on the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could use those. If you do subscribe to us, Uh, Through your Apple device, we would really appreciate it if you would go to your podcasting app and leave us a rating and a review. Uh, You know, Joel and I, we talk about this constantly, that we would love to do uh, another live show, but we don't want to pay for it out of pocket (laughs) like we did the first time. (laughs) So what we want to do is try to get some sponsorships so that way we could take care of it that way. Next Uh, one's going to be in my backyard, probably. Exactly. The easiest way to take care of that and to show companies that people are listening is to look at reviews, point out reviews and ratings and say, hey, look, we've been rated, you know, a uh, hundred or something times and there are five star reviews here. We got a couple of four. We don't point out the ones, uh, <laughs> but uh, but also like look at these reviews and it tells what people like about our show. That helps so much. And there's also added incentive because sometimes Joel gives stuff away. Yeah, that's right. We're going to give it. I'm, I'm still holding true to my, my promise of giving away a T-shirt. I made a, a new, promise, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> if, we get, if we get another. I just uh, got all Lord of the Rings happy. Another review up there because we still have a lot of those to give away. And I, I if, if you want to buy one for your own, you don't want to review. You want to show your support in your own way. You can do that from the aforementioned website. We yeah. have swag up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're at a review and. Uh, We'll, we'll read it on the air, and then you'll get a free T-shirt That's out of right. It. That's right. And when you're done leaving a review for us, we encourage you to go to our other Next Wave radio shows, mm-hmm. uh, MVP with Matthew and Danny, uh, where they talk about sports, sports entertainment. They're getting into baseball postseason. They're mm. getting hot and heavy there with the Texas Rangers. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got My Comic Life with what? Jeff and Sam. Hey, I've never hey, heard of this hey. show. <laughs> where you could get a little bit more. We gave you a little taste here tonight. Unfortunately, it couldn't have been a longer episode, uh, but we gave you a little taste here, and you can find more about what they love on their show and you leave them a review and a rating as well. Uh, you guys don't have anything going on this week, right? Because you're leaving town? Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving town tomorrow, so no show this week. <laughs> oh, great time to plug. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, but a big thing coming up here. Jeff and I are taking My Comic Life to the Dallas Comic Con in oh, October. No nice. way. Yes. Nice. So, you, you, by, like, just going ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, the but show still, will be there. But still, the show will be there. Exactly. Oh, no, wait. that's great. So if you're going to the Dallas Comic Con, keep a lookout for Jeff and Sam. Uh, they'll probably have a, oh, a mic with them, and they'll be getting some sound bites and stuff. Just, I'll be wearing a Deadpool shirt. So, <laughs> <laughs> the one you're wearing right now? No, the other one. The oh, one okay. <laughs> That's the, awesome. The one so yeah, stop by, say hi to us. We'll pose for pictures. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> and how much money do I have to raise in order to get you to, uh, <laughs> to, to leave you alone? No, no. You you say, you say this on your podcast that like uh, if if you raise a certain number, you'll oh, come oh, to our oh, wedding oh, or something. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you uh, if it's, if you have a wedding and it's open bar uh-huh. and you're willing to pay for our transportation and lodging, 
we'll come to your wedding and crash That's it. That's yeah. what it is. All right. Well, there's a lot of caveats, but I'll keep them in mind the next time I get <laughs> yeah. hitched. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, the next time. <laughs> the next That's right. Also, if I'm always I've on the lookout for the future Mrs. <laughs> X <laughs> Also, if we get a thousand likes on our Facebook page, I'm buying Jeff a bottle of Dom Perignon for our uh, celebration. <laughs> the listeners get nothing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeff. But Je- Jeff gets <laughs> You get to hear me get classy, <laughs> bro. All right. That's what you And get. so you can hear all that on My Comic Life. Uh, what are we doing next week, Joel? Uh, next week, because it is October now, officially. Dun, 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 and I always, I always reserve. That's right. This is Halloween. I always reserve my uh, my thanks, 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 Joe. I always reserve my uh, Halloween movies for this time of year. I don't need a backtrack. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do. we have a You're short boring. amount of time. You're so boring. To do it. God damn it! Hurry up. Well, hopefully, what won't be boring will be next week's movie, which is uh, 2001, directed by Paul Verhoeven, Hollow Man, starring this Kevin is Hollow Bacon. This is Hollow Man. This is Hollow Man. Nicely done. <laughs> That's what I was leading up to. Got it. Thank you. So I told you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Invisible neighbor rape. There's not enough of that in movies nowadays. That should just be the subtitle. <laughs> actually, uh, that's actually the title of the short story that was based. <laughs> on. It's for foreign markets. That's how they retitled it. <laughs> Invisible rape man rape movie. So Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man is what we're talking about next week. Uh, is that on any streaming services? Or? Uh, unfortunately not. You may have to oh. fend for yourselves on this one, but I uh, couldn't pass this movie up. It's okay. been on the list for a long time. Well, if you have it at your disposable, uh, disposable? Yes. <laughs> if you have it at your disposal, check out Hollow Man and uh, make sure you join us for that conversation. <laughs> uh, and spoiler alert, if you're on Periscope, you're about to hear us talk about that right now. <laughs> so, Stay tuned. Uh, so the rest of you, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.